Welcome back to the In Squash Podcast. I am your host, Jerry Gibson, and uh, today we have a real treat for you. And I must say, before we begin, I have to say this, I cannot believe it's been four years since we've had Fram Gamendi on. Uh, that's egregious on my part. Absolutely my bad there, and I'm going to make amends for it. Uh, Fram can be seen uh, at just about each and every uh, major PSA event, uh, preparing recaps and other tremendous content on uh, squashsite.com everyone's uh, go-to website for content uh, during these uh, big events. Uh, Everything's updated. The recaps are fantastic uh, directly right after matches. And with the insight that Fram brings to it, there's nothing quite like it out there in the squash world. Well, Fram is pretty much uh, squash royalty at this point, and it was great. It was a great chat this time around once again. uh, We basically did a recap of the season, and Fram also uh, gave her thoughts on the greatest players uh, in the game that was born out of our discussion uh, on Norel Sherbini winning her seventh world championship and fourth British Open uh, this past season. But before we kick uh, things off with Fram, uh, let's talk Open Squash, the the big sponsor here on the In Squash podcast and sponsor to several of uh, big uh, big time players on the PSA tour. They're the New York based nonprofit dedicated to bringing thousands thousands of new people into the sport by making it more accessible and more affordable for everyone. They've brought on board several like-minded PSA pros like world number one British Open champ and world champion Ali Farag, who was recently on this pod, Victor Quinn, Gina Kennedy, both friends of the podcast, Nathan Lake, and many more pros who are out there uh, doing uh, spreading the word of Open Squash. Now, if you want to get your kids involved in a squash summer camp and you're in the New York City area or traveling through that area during the summer, look no further than Open Squash. Sign your kids up for an outrageously fun summer uh, at their Bryant Park location. They are the only New York City squash summer camp geared specifically toward new and newer players. Their half-day and full-day programs are jam-packed with fitness and fun. Discover an exhilarating way to move the body, focus the mind, and form close bonds. Check out the dates and all other particulars about these camps at www.opensquash.org and they have several other camps uh, on the go as well so you can check again all of that out at www.opensquash.org. Now four years, far too long but you know after having uh, spoken to Fram it was definitely well worth the wait. So happy to have had her on episode 276, and I know you're going to enjoy this chat with Fram Gomendi. Okay. Well, uh, anyhow, um, first of all, Fram, I just want to say on behalf of uh, of the entire, of the squash community out there, um, just want to say thank you so much for everything that you're doing with uh, with uh, and have done with, uh, with Squash Site uh, over the years and up until now. I mean, it's been... Uh, you know, it's the go-to place uh, as always for for you know updated uh, tournaments, uh, great stories during the events, and uh, also lots of other stuff out there that that uh, the squash community always kind of looks forward to to reading and going to. So uh, that's very kind of you. Thank into, you, uh, Fram. Uh, how how are things going with uh, with you and the team over at the squash site? Well, we have a new addition, which is really great um, because, you know, Steve and I, we've been working together for 20 years. He's my work husband. And I I hope that one day you're going to actually, you know, talk to him because 
you know, he's got, he's very good on, on the mic and, you know, he's much, you know, his English is strangely enough much better than mine. <laughs> uh, he's got a lot of things to say as well, so you know it would yeah. be interesting for the readers to, you know, uh, to listeners, sorry, to uh, to uh, to have his say. And now we've got a gentleman called Doug, and uh, and he is coming from IQ. I'm sure that you've seen uh, on, uh, on on Twitter, Squash IQ, and he was, you know, the the way he was um, talking with the players, uh, I loved. And I immediately said, you know, would you, would you mind, you know, joining the squash site crew? Because, uh, you know, it's all very well to do, you know, excuse my English, but, you know, pardon my English, you know, s- s- she's stirring and, you know, and trying to attract attention by by making, you know, as we see in French, oil on the fire, you know. <laughs> but right. when it comes to for squash site, um, I'm happy to have people that want to know what is going on without especially wanting to create trouble or to create sensational and, you know, just do the job, just do the job day after day and inform people. And Doug is really, really in that line. That's excellent. Yeah, I, I really do. That I mean, that's kind of how I would describe a squash site exactly that way. I mean, you, you're the stories that you put out during events uh, and the recaps of, of the matches are fantastic, and the updates are they're always there for for those of us who you know a lot of the time these matches are held here, there, and everywhere, so you can't always uh, stay up and watch uh, the matches uh, live. Well, so, I think the watch. best compliment I ever ha- had about my uh, no, there's no H chat ever ever had um about my work and that really was very important for me at the time it's actually was in qatar and one of the refs came to me and said from we read your articles because we know what happened we were there and still we want to read your articles to know what happened and that for me was the biggest compliment uh and reward about my work because let's not forget i am not a journalist I never was, never will be. I do not have the training for it. I do not have the resources. I do not have the logistic. You know, uh, I'm just a passionate about squash who learned year after year about technique, about, you know, um, how players actually trick or don't trick or cheat or don't cheat. You know, you know, 20 years ago, I could afford to give my opinion because, you know, I've been in squash since 1986. Um, so now I'm starting to be able to say, well, this is what I saw. This is my analysis. And because I'm pretty sure of myself, this is my opinion. It took me a long time to do that, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, um, I'm I'm in the same, not in the same boat as you because I haven't been doing uh, podcasts uh, for very well for four years, I think, a little over four years. But I'm in no way a, a journalist or anything like that. Just a longtime squash player and uh, and with a huge passion for the game, like you. So hopefully someday I can grow into. Uh, you know something remotely uh, similar to what you you have well over- it, it's all about learning and you know and as I, you know I, I was reading a quote from Jangir you know Khan a, a few days ago and you know which translate by do the job you know you know mm-hmm. persistence and perseverance is what you do when you're exhausted when you can't do it anymore and that's where you you actually do the work you know and this I call it you know during the day the work day after day uh, and we learn all the time you know, I'm 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 learning about uh, you know refereeing and 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 every day 
I spend hours and hours and hours watching the players, watching, listening to the refs, listening to the players talking about the refs, listening to the, you know, to Lee Drew, uh, you know, giving us guideline to to suit. And that's that's a, an ongoing process. Mm. You know, if we all knew everything at the start, God, unfortunately, there's only one, you know, and I know you, you one of the things that you required was about, you know, was us to talk about Mustafa Asal. Nobody blames him for being young, you know, and, and, and learning and, and doing it straight. What we blame him for is not admitted that he was wrong, you know, and now thank God, thank the Lord, Thanks to Mohamed Elki, who is the new coach, who I absolutely adore, who is a great, great coach and a, an honest man. You know, he finally accepted and said, "Well, guys, I'm so sorry for what I did for the did for the past two years, and this is the door opening to what I've been hoping for years: him becoming the best squash player in the world for the next ten years." You know, getting yep. rid of all the scories and the and the, and, the, and the excuse me, my English, you know, but shit that was around his game so you know this is the best news you know uh that he's now working with Mohammed al-kai and who is from alexandria and who is able i mean just to show you i haven't spoken you know nicely about Mohammed, you know mustafa you know for quite a while now and just one tournament with him and me talking with Mohammed, and i'm chatting about you know mustafa so this is the the power that you know Mohammed al-kai has is to calm things down to make you see through, to give you, you know, say, okay, there's a problem. Let's try to find solutions. Let's not shout conspiracy. No, let's try to find solutions that will make you avoid those zones where you create trouble. Though, you know, let's find solutions for it to work. Because this is what it's all about, isn't it? Make it work. It's not about I was right, I was wrong, uh, this, you know, I was, no, make it work. Do your job, make it work, and become the world number one. You know, that's for me what is important. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. We, uh, I was going to ask you about Mustafa later on, but we can just sort of get into it here. I mean, I, I, um, I uh, obviously everyone, everyone noticed, uh, you know, that he was in his cor- in Mustafa's corner uh, in the last event, and it was uh, glaringly uh, obvious that uh, it had a, an immediate effect on uh, Mustafa. I'm not familiar with with his uh, new coach uh, at all uh so I am, I you, am. You he's know. a lovely man actually if you follow the, sorry, the, uh, the, what, the what, what you know about him if you if you follow the the world cup at the moment you know the indian uh chennai tournament he's the one there as well you know um he has a he ha, you know he's been around he's been you know coaching a lot in in at the, at the time in russia uh, now i think it's a bit dead at the moment um, you know, and uh, but he's been having camps and and coaching everybody in Alexandria for quite a while now. Uh, you know, we we've seen him around a lot of, of top players, uh, and I'm very very happy that you know he actually we had a conversation. It's not a secret because I actually put it on one of my reports, so I am not you know divulging anything. Um, I was I asked him. I said, "Why are you coaching Mustafa?" He said, "Well, because I think I can help him." I said, "Well." A lot of people tried, you know. I tried. <laughs> people did try to talk to him, and 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 in the, and and to his uh, surroundings, and uh, nobody succeeded yet. And he said, "Well, give me three months." So this is, you know, I'm very hopeful because if Mohammed, uh, you know, says that, uh, I think he's going probably to succeed, and that will be the best news for squash ever, you know. 
this really, I believe that Mohammed can do a lot of good. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, uh, hopefully the fact that uh, Mahmoud has given uh, Mohammed his blessing to to take the reins and to step aside, uh, you know, from guiding uh, Mustafa's squash career, that, that that's a big, uh, that's a huge step in the right direction. Definitely. All right, uh, Fram, uh, let, let's get into the season because this uh, this season was a very intriguing one uh, in many ways. Um, we can start on, on the men's side. Uh, so, you know, I've spoken recently on the podcast about, you know, what I thought was, you know, the, the big stories of the, ste- of, of the season. But uh, I'd like to hear it from you. What, what was uh, the story of the 2022-2023 season uh, in your estimation or, or was there more than one? There's more than one. Uh, again, to finish about Mustafa, I think the video in slow motion showing that, you know, what he was doing uh, with, you know, the players, uh, which players have been saying for quite a while. And, you know, and, and uh, you know, that was, for me, probably the biggest chance for squash to evolve. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Karim Abdel Gawad return. <laughs> And then finding himself in the final of the world, you know, uh, and he's he's one of the most intriguing, clever, intelligent, funny, you know, uh, strong-minded. He, he, you know, he's extraordinary. Uh, yeah, there's no words to describe the personality of this young man. You know, I have, was lucky enough to be invited to his, you know, his his, ma- his wedding, so I know a bit about him and and his wife Farah, and you know, who is extraordinary as well, and. Yeah, I couldn't agree more in terms of uh, that being one of the big stories of, of the year. And the way you describe it there, you know, his, you know, we see his laid back demeanor and we see, you know, his uh, brilliant uh, brilliance on the squash court. But that doesn't come without a lot of uh, dedication, hard work. And as you uh, just mentioned, stubbornness, because he uh, I mean, he didn't just uh, come back. He came back and got to the finals uh, of uh, oh, he won up page and then he got to the final of the two most prestigious events on the tour. Yeah, he, like I said, you know, also he has a, he's he got a great support, you know, Omar Abdelaziz, uh, who you spoke to recently, I think, yeah. um, you know, who is, you know, who is a, he's, he's coach for a few years now. Um, and, you know, Omar has got, has got faults like everybody, you know, he can be a bit emotional, you know, look, he's talking. Um, but he's got a great passion for his players and, and for the sport. And he's so fair. You know, Omar Abdelaziz will never uh, argue with the ref uh, if his player is wrong. You know what I mean? He will, you know, when it's a stroke against his player, he will say, yeah, that was a stroke against, you know. He's not one of those people that, you know, side with their player against all odds or when the, the player has got, you know. So he's somebody I can always rely when I'm next to him. I know I'm going to have the good decision because he will not get influenced by the fact that it's against or for his player. Uh, and that is a strength, you know, he's always there for you. He's always listening to you and, uh, you know, and he always believes in you. And I think that what, you know, Karimi, uh, Youssef Ibrahim at the moment is, is going through with the same coach. Mm. Youssef had, you know, problem with his knee and, and well, you know, for me, it's the same potential. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I truly believe in, in, in Karim, in Youssef uh, Ibrahim. Um I had my eye on him for for years. I think the first time I really saw him was playing against Greg Mach uh, in uh, the I think the world's was it 2014, 2015, something like that. 
And I called him the golden boy at the time because he was so Prince Charming. You know, he's yeah. cute, he's so well-educated, he speaks good. He's, you know, he's, he, for me, he's Prince Charming, um, uh, really. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, he, he had that problem with, the, with his, his, his knee, which made him go back. Whereas he started to really upset the rallies and, and, you know, and stay in the rallies and not go for stupid shots that cost him matches. Um, now he's back a bit there, you know. Uh, but I hope for him that he's going to rebuild his confidence in his body who allowed him to rally. I, I remember him rallying with Paul Cole, for example, for a game and a half and, and, and staying there, you know, completely staying there. So let's hope that that side of his game is going to come back to allow, you know, uh, Youssef Ibrahim to, uh, you know, that to go up to where he belongs, which I think is definitely top five and maybe better. I couldn't agree more. I mean, his his match against Mohamed El Sherbagi, uh, I believe it was in the was it in the Worlds? Uh, yeah. No, uh, I mean, I just thought I thought that even though he lost that match, he really looked like he was back to uh, you yeah. know more or less where he was. And there aren't too many players as exciting, electrifying, and guy you know a guy who can really give every. I think he can give everybody uh, trouble if he's healthy. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Completely agree. Um, okay, uh, so we talked about uh, uh, Kareem, and you know I couldn't agree more. You know, comeback definitely comeback of the year. The way he he approached it. Yusuf, uh, obviously. Um, uh, uh, now Omar, when he came on the podcast, he was thought maybe you can speak to this as well. He sort of had, uh, mentioned that uh, you know Yusuf was a bit of his uh, his own worst enemy because he you know, he was a bit stubborn. Uh, in terms of not taking uh, the, the advice to maybe step away from the game, were, were you privy to uh, any of uh, aware of any of that uh, with Yusuf? Well, uh, you know, Omar probably you know knows he's he, he's better. You know, I I quite agree. I was I was a bit surprised to keep on on seeing him. You know, keep on playing and damaging himself. But then again, we saw you know a few other players doing that. You know, it's not the first one. You know, I saw Fares, and unfortunately, you know. Uh, Keep on playing where he should have stopped, and you know it's 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 unfortunately that's 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 you know they they, they just so want to you know especially Youssef had just finished his studies I guess so you know in in um, in America so I guess he wanted to prove that you know uh, he, he could do well you know I think that's probably something you know um, a factor I think one of the of the other players that are that is. One of the other players that is coming coming up is uh, Ali Abu Al Elemin, uh, oh, who was in you know that that is some somebody I truly believe in with the same you know uh, belief I I have in uh, Youssef Ibrahim. They are the they are the new generation. They are they are fair. They are you know they they got an interesting game. They are they are determined. They are hardworking. Um, and for me, it's a very good you know flagship for 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 Egypt. To be honest, you know. Yeah, going forward, I mean, uh, I couldn't agree. Again, uh, we're on the same page here. In that match in, in the World Championships, uh, Ali v. Uh, Victor, I mean, uh, also Victor's had a tremendous uh, season, last couple of seasons, but that last point in the in the fifth game when uh, when Ali was hopping around on one leg, uh, all cramped up, <laughs> that, just show, that just shows how determined uh, and how talented, I mean, and he actually well, that was uh, that was in, that was in Guna. <laughs> Was that was in Guna? That was Guna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because that's I, I was there, so I, I remember. Okay. And you know, his his mom and dad were there, and you know, 
uh, and I really made, I was very complimentary to the mom and dad as well, you know, because um, they need to hear how, you know, how their, their, their sons and their efforts uh, are, are, you know, are rewarding. He is a great young man, the same way than Victor, God bless him, who I know since he's five years old, you know, um, and, and he's, he's been coached by his very decent dad, uh, you know, for whom I have a lot of time um, for, for from the beginning, who has always been uh, an analytic, you know, young man speaking English from a very young age. Um, and, you know, he had his baccalaureate with mention très bien, which is the highest, you know, grade that you can get. You know, I don't know anybody else that, that had it. Uh, he's, you know, he's he's a bit of a mathematician, and you know, he he, he reminds me somehow of of Alex Gaff, um, you know, with the, the, that that intelligence and that, you know, Alex Gaff could have done anything else than squash, you know. He's a highly highly intelligent, and and uh, and Victor is the same. Victor could have done, you know, probably, you know, any any mathematical studies and and, and research that he wanted, but he's, you know, he just want, you know, to 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 try and squash and. And his brain, his analytical brain, uh, will, I think, pay off at some point because it's never a, a loss. It's an ability to learn for him. And it, that, it, that's not, you know, a cliche. It is the truth. Immediately, he will analyze and say, okay, let's see what I did wrong. Let's, you know, a bit like a Shobagi, really. Mm, that's the impression I get from Victor as well. I, I've had I've had the you know the pleasure of speaking to him several times, and he's always come off to being uh, coming come off as being very, very gracious, very humble, very analytical, and he's always yes. working working very hard to improve his game. And, and uh, he's fair as well. He's fair, you know, and and that we need to stress the number of players that are fair. It's not because you know we had one you know or two people that were a bit you know rough and and that that now you know the referees are, are closing down on uh but the if you look at the rest of you know for crying out loud can you imagine this you put two gladiators you know in an aquarium you know with weapons and you say go on then have a remarkable you know uh tribute to the fairness of of the squash players you know yeah there are so many uh out there that are like that speaking of which uh I mean, we we talked about uh, you know the stories of the year, uh, and I know someone that you admire greatly, and I do as well, uh, Ali Farag. Uh, I mean, how c- I didn't really see this coming uh, when I saw him start the season, sort of struggling a little bit. You could see he was trying to sort of make his way, find his way. His injury was, I think, he was just weak. He wasn't injured, and then as each tournament. Uh, progressed as the year progressed to get stronger and stronger and then the way he finished the season uh finishing uh at i mean he pretty much did it all uh so uh, just to, uh i'd love you to talk about uh ali's season and you know the way he finished uh finished it with uh with a bang well it's it's a bit difficult for me to not again smile when i think about ali because uh it's not only ali it's his mum mona and his dad, Amber, uh, who is, you know, one of the biggest, uh, you know, s- f- most famous uh, knee surgeon uh, in, in, in Egypt. So, you know, he knew a bit what was, you know, what was required for his son. And, you know, he got the best re- rehabilitation, but that doesn't sort it, everything. Uh, they are a family with Wiles, you know, as well, the, the brother. Um that truly and utterly, and I'm sorry if it sounds, you know, cliche and corny or whatever, they believe in love. 
They believe in the power of goodness. They believe in the power of love of God, but in the right sense, not as a restriction, but as a power giver. If you think that Ali Farad, who was coming back from injury, beat in the final of a tournament, I think it was the British Open, you know, the one number one, which was Diego Alias at the time, while fasting. Mm. Fasting means what? You don't eat, you don't drink. That man won the tournament while not drinking and eating for the whole tournament while he was playing matches. Okay? Mm. He was eating and drinking at, you know, during the night when the sun was down. Okay? At the time I said, why would you put yourself through that? I have no idea. And he explained, he was like, well, it's not difficult because you are in tune with what you believe is right because what you believe is, is you know, and this is what has been, you know, given power of love. And this is what I always say to, you know, to, to a few players that have a tendency to go for confrontations and, you know, I always say love is, is stronger than hate. I know it doesn't seem like that, but love is stronger than hate. And this is what guided Ali all the season, you know. Um, the, the ability he had to stop when he lost his, you know, his little nephew, for example, just didn't play. That's it. Love wasn't, you know, that's it. He had other, you know, other people to take care of than his career. Then, you know, he comes back, he gets injured and he fights and he comes back. And just, I know that there was one moment. I, once again, it's not a, a secret because he, he he talked about it, you know, publicly. Where he's, he lost completely confidence in his team. He lost it. Like he lost it after he he, he, he played the, the final of the World Juniors. And his, his brother at the time, while that you know got, got him back on, on track, this time it was his mum. Mm. He lost completely belief in his game. He believed he, he lost in his body, in his in his mind. He, he he wanted to stop. It was you know, and his mum, like you know, Bas Marshal Baggy, you know, years ago was advising uh, Mohammed Shobagi, you know, and that she was the only one that could go on him and say, you come from the pool of down, you put him and you, you win the match and he wouldn't do, you know, he'd do. And with different words, probably. Mm. And, and now with different words as well, was able to, you know, pull Ali back and say, you deserve to be playing at world levels. You are good enough. Your game is good enough. You are good enough. Come on, just one more match, just one more match, and then we see the results. Basically, the story of Ali Farag's season is the love and the care of his family. Of course, let's not forget, you know, Nora, you know, Tayeb, which has, a, you know, things to do with it. You know what I mean? But it's, well, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Comes from, you know, I'm so, so, you know, passionate about it, but because I, I, I am so amazed. Those those people give me the confidence that you know love exists on earth, and you know, and that I you know I I, I doubt sometimes of religions because you know I don't believe in those you know restrictions and rules and that have been put by men on the name of God, but they understand religion as it should be understood, in my opinion, you know, 
and that gives them the strength to accomplish miracle because Ali winning the British Open fasting was nothing short of a miracle. Yes, you know, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I, I couldn't agree more again. I mean, uh, I never really thought, you know, about the, you know, that part of it, the love part of it, the family part of it. But when you think about it and uh, think about, you know, I think it was it the world's or I think it was might have been the world's with um, no, it was Guna, I think, uh, where Nor uh, Nor and uh, Farida were were there uh, in his corner uh, in between games. I mean, that's the first time I've ever seen that. You know, uh, obviously you've seen wife uh, or you know girlfriend with their uh, with their partner there, uh, but not uh, not the daughter. I mean, that that was just unbelievable, and that that speaks to a lot uh, in some way to what you uh, the way you just described it. Yeah, you know, it's, that's why, you know, um, and I'm going to blow my own horn, which doesn't happen often because I, I've never believed in myself and I never trust myself enough, which I'm told that. Uh, maybe that's the only thing I bring to squash that nobody else does is because I'm inside uh, and um, I can absorb and, and you know, um, maybe there's things I see uh in a different angle that you know anybody else and that's maybe what makes me a bit special compared to you know is is that that ability i have to see things from a completely you know uh angle than than anybody else which would be uh you know oh he has surgery and then he was doing this tactically and that's how he won and you know of course you can you know you can dissect you know the the match with with uh, for example the last match he played in Guna against against uh, Mustafa, which was a, a a gem of of tactical. You know, yeah. of course he played cat and mouse with poor Mustafa, who finished the you know his match at like five o'clock in the morning. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and bless him, he probably had no sleep or maybe one hour. You know, and of course you can talk about the technical and the tactics. And yes, of course. If you didn't have the tactics and, you know, the fact that you had Karim, uh, you know, uh, Darwish there and, you know, and while, and, you know, advising him, of course, it's, it's crucial. But the whole image is that power that comes from, from love and the God of, you know, the, the love of God. Yeah, really well said, Fran. Um, now, before we move on to the ladies, which was uh, equally as intriguing, but in a different yep. way. Yes, uh, just very intriguing. To, uh, just to talk about next season before we move on to that, uh, there are so many other players that are potentially in contention. Obviously, there, there's Ali, there, there's Mohammed, there, uh, there's Paul Cole, there, Diego, Mustafa. Uh, it's really exciting. So, uh, do you see, uh, do you see any other uh, young players coming up, uh, or uh, amongst those uh, heading into next season that that could, uh, you know, potentially up you know take take the number one spot back from Ali or do you Ali really looked like he you know he made a statement uh, at the end uh, of this season well I think it will all depend of Ali's knee to be honest mm. uh because you know there's always a period of grace I I had exactly what happened to Ali so I know um and there's a few months where I was able to you know go back because my body adapted and then you know the the knife fell, you know, and then that was it. Uh, the difference is, of course, he's got different treatment, so it, it can, you know, I hope he will last much longer than, than me. 
so we can hope that it will last, you know, two, three, four, five years. But I think it will it will depend. I don't see Ali staying if the knee becomes a problem because he's got so many other things he wants to do in life, you know. Squash is not Ali's whole life. He's got he's got, you know, so many things that he will do after the squash. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I think the one to watch uh is actually um Shobagi, Mohammed, uh, because so many people have you know have written him off, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that makes me smile because they have no idea. <laughs> they have no idea of how you know powerful and and, and intelligent and and determined Mohammed is. And mm-hmm. I don't think he will retire before becoming world number one again. That is because he wants to leave that legacy of being able to be, you know, uh, the best at so many different generations. That is something very important for him. You know, uh, as I, I did a, a, an interview with him, you know, recently, and I was quite happy with that interview um, because, you know, he was yeah. talking oh, about very that, that. I, I enjoyed that. Know, yeah, yeah it, you know, it's it's for me, it was one of the best job I ever done for squash, you know, uh, having that legacy from, from Hamid who I am very close to for years and years and years. Um, um, but, um, and I, you know, with whom I have, people say, well, sometimes I don't know if you like him or don't like him. <laughs> like other people, you know, arguments, doesn't, we stop loving each other. You know, we sometimes we like different things and people, oh, you, you seem to not like him. No, I just disagree with him on some things. It doesn't mean that I don't, you know, care for him. Um, I think Diego, is is really you know coming through and he's is he, you know he's learning to cope with the pressure like uh, Paul Cole you know Paul Cole is not happy to be where he is at all you know and the same way he will I think this next season is going to be extraordinarily interesting yes we have you know Mustafa Asal that is going to become the the player that we all hope you know he can be uh, you've got Dual Makin Makin that is you know for me who is an element to definitely, you know, count for. You know, if Yusuf Ibrahim's body yeah. is holding and he can come back to, he can definitely, you know, he can create upsets. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's got the consistency, but I think the next two years he can definitely, you know, create. I think the top 10 is now like a bit of a, you know, a, a, a Russian roulette and, you know, and, and mm-hmm. whoever has yeah. the best... um you know, tournament or run of, of, of tournaments is going to be, you know, at, at the top. I think it's really going to be an exciting, very, very exciting season. I really can't wait, seriously. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. And uh, now just in, in terms of the women's, uh, we started last season, uh, the beginning of uh, this season, anyways, uh, with uh, Nor. Uh, Noran Gohar at the top, Norel Sherbini, Haniel Hamami uh, right there behind her. And that's the way it ends. Uh, but, uh, you know, Norel Sherbini won, uh, won the British and the Worlds. And, uh, but Nor, uh, Noran uh, sits atop uh, the rankings at the end of the season, pretty much where we left off last year. So, uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts on the way the, the season played out? It was pretty, it was very exciting, uh, the way it played out, but, uh, Norel Sherbini definitely, uh, you know, made it known that, uh, she's probably the, the best player in the world. No, not probably is, uh, the best player in the world, despite, uh, what the rankings say. Um, first of all, we need to, 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 I'm not sure that people are aware that, uh, 
the brother of of uh, Noel Shabini, Omar Shabini, just became a dad. Oh, okay. okay with a young boy called S E Z Z, and there was a little trouble just before Elguna with the baby. Oh. Uh, he was he was poorly, mm. you know, after he was born, yeah. and that probably played a big role in in um, Nora's maybe we can say poor, you know, tournament. Not poor because she's still rich. The you know uh, the semis, but. You know what I mean? She, she was not as comfortable. She, you know, first get first round, you know, five games again against Melissa. And, you know, she was not as sharp and accurate and focused on the match, matches, you know. Uh, and we, we saw it, in my opinion, you know, in the whole tournament. So that, if people are wondering, oh, why was she, you know, you know, she, her little nephew was, you know, in danger at hospital. And I, I guess that played a role at the end of a very, 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 very long season. Mm. Um, I, as, as, you know, if, if you read, if you read really, regularly my articles, um, um, I wrote, uh, I published an article about, uh, Hania recently, mm. uh, about how I believed in her since I saw her the first time she was 15, you know, 15, I think. And I wrote at the time, uh, the, the potential is, is enormous. Uh, so seems like, you know, I, I was quite right there. Yeah. Um, Pania is mixed between an extraordinary uh, physical ability and uh, and very good skills. She's not Noel Shabini. She never pretended to be. Uh, but she has worked a tremendous amount with her new, you know, Omar Abdelaziz coach uh, over the, you know, over the past year. Let's not, you know, we, why did she change coach? Because, you know, Atham. Uh, Efat left for America, so it was not a deliberate choice. Mm. Uh, as everybody knows, Omar Abdelaziz was Nuran Gohar, you know, forever coach. So all that, can you imagine the the tensions, you know, between so the, the players, the families? You know, it's it's difficult. Um, you know, there there were some complaints about a few players, uh, you know, uh, against Nuran. Uh, once again. You, we need, you know, we need maybe the, you know, some some analysis from the from the from the squash PSA team to maybe analyze the the games and see how if uh, Noran is actually yes, you know, damaging, you know, the movement of our opponents. What can we do to help her, you know, making it better? I, you know, this is again a, a, a league which you know I think it needs to be looked at now by the by the you know by the. the the video people and have a look at it and, and, and see what we can do if something needs to be done. Once again, you know, we need to, to make sure before, you know. Um, now, Hania, uh, I, I believe in her potential, like, you know, I, uh, I've, I've believed in Noor Shabini, she, you know, since she was like five, <laughs> six, uh, you know. Um, again, because the, the, the families, like with Shabini, you know, um, the father and the mum, the father, Atef, you know, Atef Shabini, again, will be someone that, like Omar Abdelaziz, will say, well, that was a stroke against my player, absolutely agree, you know, and will clap when she makes a mistake, saying, yeah, you know, you're, you're doing good, you were trying, you know, so it's a complete, again, support system, mm. uh, which is every time somebody asks me, oh, what is the, the secret 
you know, of, of Egyptian squash. I always say the families, the mum most of the time. But, you know, in, in, in Nora's case, it's, you know, and for same for, for Hania, you know, mm. uh, Nevin, uh, uh, you know, uh, the mum of Hania is, is very over, you know, she's very present. She can be sometimes overpowering, but the love and the support, you know, um, they both give, you know, uh, to, to Ayman and, and, and Nevin to, to their, their daughter is absolutely surreal. You know, so once again, a bit like Nick Matthew. You know, years ago, uh, when you know Headley was the only one in the world, the only one in the world that believed that his son could be world number one, could be world champion. He was the only one, and it worked. The you know the belief he gave to his son, you know, led Nick to become one of the greatest, you know, of them all. So again, you know, the parents in this case, uh, same for Nuran. You know, the parents are very, very present, very, very supportive. Uh, I was going to say from uh, a very young age. I was you know, say, so Fran, it's... Uh, that Nor uh, uh, as well. Noran's uh, mom. I mean, she always goes right to her mother after after every one of her her big wins, doesn't she? You you don't you don't want to be next to the to the mom when she she watches matches. It's like <laughs> Basma, you know, for Baggy. Uh, they every single ball, they kick, they play every single shot. Mm. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. Uh, she always says, "I don't want to be next." To anybody, when I watch the match, you know, the mum will say, you know, Noran's mum, because she's aware of her movement. Left, right, front, you know, legs going up, legs going down. They, they live through, you know, and, and that's, that's the amazement I always have with, you know, being in the, uh, to be lucky enough to be in the VIP area, uh, is, is to be able to feel the anger, the energy, the, you know, because sometimes, believe me, it's not easy to be there. Because systematically they put me on the in the middle, you know. <laughs> yeah. Between yes. the and sometimes it's it's pretty difficult to stay, you know, focused and and not take parts and not take you know sides and and try to stay, you know, as 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 neutral as you humanly can. So for me, you have three thoughts, which are Nur, Nur, Nuran, Hanya. Nobody at the moment can beat them. Can change, but at this point in time, nobody can. Yeah, uh, and this is going to be a, a you know a trio that is going to turn around and improve, a bit like Shobagi was improved with Rabi with Rami, you know, and they will push each other up. I truly believe that the the women's era is absolutely second to none. Yeah, it's, I, you know, it's we kind are of, so uh, lucky. Maybe, maybe you might disagree with me here, but it's kind of akin to, uh, I mean, look look at the men's tennis, Nadal, Djokovic, and Federer. The, the three of them went at it. Uh, they battled for top, uh, top spot for many, many years. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. Exactly. It's a question of raising, you know. Uh, believe me, there was nobody sadder than Mohamed Shobagi when Rami retired. Nobody was sadder because he lost his McEnroe. Yeah. You know, he lo he's lost his Borg. He's lost, you know what I mean? He he lost that that sparring, you know, partner that made him want to wake up. He, he said it about Ali Farag as well, you know, saying he makes me want to wake up and be better and, you know, uh, every day, you know. So it's, it's for me, the, the group, at, you know, at, at the top. Now, who is first, who is second? For me, that doesn't matter that much. Mm. You know, it's all a question of, of one day you're better, the other one. I think it's a trio, you know. I wish we could have three number ones. 
because they all have different, you know, strengths, uh, all have different skills, of all different, you know, uh, and and I think for me, uh, you know, this is this is what is is dominating. I love Gina uh, Kennedy. Mm-hmm. I love her determination. I just hope that the body is going to hold because she's putting her body under a tremendous, you know, stress. Um, that is, you know, one who has been working extraordinarily well is Salma Hani. Yep. Salma has been working with a lady uh, called Diana Karim, I think, who is also the the the, the, the fitness coach of of um, Karim Abdelgawad, if I remember well. Don't, you know, don't shoot me if that's not correct, but I'm pretty sure I am correct. And she she has worked with you know Salma Hani has worked with that lady, and her body has changed. And I saw her battling with Nelly, uh, you know, uh, Gillis. Um, who is one of the you know fittest, if not the fittest, on the tour at the moment, uh, along with Hanya and Nuran, obviously. Uh, and you know, Hanya, uh, uh, sorry, Salma was really into. I think it was a seventy-five minutes match, you know, and and she was still kicking at the end. So this, uh, I think, Salma is one that needs to be, you know. Uh, Look, you know, I think that's with Nelly, obviously. Nelly, the, the two sisters, the two Gilly sisters, are going to create a lot of trouble for the top girls. Mm, yeah, definitely. Because again, different, different style. But I absolutely adore those two girls. They are so fair. They are good. They are clean players. They are, they are, you know, they are fun to, to speak to. They are humble. They are hardworking. They are, you know, I, I love them. You know, I, I wish I could have daughters like that. You know, they they they, they are a, a, a credit to our sport and 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 they are very beautiful, which doesn't you know spoil the the, the soup either. You know, mm-hmm. I know that we are not supposed to talk about you know, but when you've got people as photogenic, you know, as for example, Hania. You know, it's so photogenic. And that is good for the sport as well, that, you know, mm-hmm. as the talent of, of you know, um, we need also, you know, people that look very good and, and are very good to, to sell the sport. It's, it's, no, we know we need to sell the sport, you know. Well, the women's uh, game definitely. I'm sorry does. if I'm shocking no, people, but we no, need no. to sell it, you know. Yeah, the women's game uh, definitely has a lot uh, going for it right now. I mean, you've got tremendous squash. You've got these great talents. It sells itself. That's that's one hundred percent for sure. Uh, now, Fram, I just wanted to ask you. Uh, you know, we we talked about the the women's game, and uh, over the over the past few years, we've had uh, you know Renee Melwalili, we've had Nicole David. Uh, now we have a seven time world champion uh, Norel Sherbini, and there was a lot of talk after the seventh win uh, at the World Championships of her being. Uh, many are many are saying it could be the greatest woman's player of all time. Uh, I mean that that's that's a discussion that that's a you know we always have this kind of discussion in every sport. The the goat of the of the sport, Jordan, LeBron, James, Federer, Nadal, Djokovic. Uh, here in the women's game, we're having it now uh, in terms of Nora El Sherbini, given the the seven world championships. So uh, obviously she's in the conversation. There's no question. But where do you come out uh, on that debate? Nicole David. Mm. I've got two words for you, Nicole David. Nicole, uh, you had to be there. She just didn't win the Worlds. She was executing everybody. You know, she was a model 
of regularity, persistence, behavior on court. Uh, she never, ever, ever argued with the ref. Yeah. Ever. She never turned around. She never questioned. She was doing the job. She was doing it all the time. She was, she was incredible. And what she's doing now with her foundation uh, is, is per per perpetrating that, that image of doing for others, respecting others, helping others. You know, nobody knows that. But when my mum, when my, my brother had his stroke and I didn't have enough money to, 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 to look after my mum, without saying it to anybody, uh, Nicole David sent me some money for my mum as a gift. Mm. Uh, you know, she didn't claim it. She didn't say anything about it. This is the kind of lady she is. Um, and she was on the tour for, what, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, the model. And she will stay the model for me, the same way that Jagir Khan. God knows I love Rami Ashur. Mm -hmm. Rami, you know how much I love you. And, you know, I know you're not listening, but, you know, you know <laughs> that you, you you were like my little boy. You know, you were, you were my baby. Uh, I, I, I tried so much when you were injured. But Jahangir Khan is the greatest. There's no discussion. You can come back in 20 years, in 30 years. You will not be Jahangir Khan. Alas, nobody. For me, nobody will beat Nicole David. I, I wait. I wait. I wait. Maybe, maybe, you know, when but the aura, the domination, the attitude, that was Nicole David. I'm sorry. You know, I have nothing against anybody that is today, you know, the same way I've got nothing against any player. You know, like I said, you know, Rami Ashur was probably the, you know, uh, the closest player I was, you know, uh, at the time. But Jahangir Khan, that was something else. You know, I remember at the end of his career, because I was there when he lost, you know, against against Ross Norman. Uh, but I saw him after that, you know. And one day I saw him smile on the court. We were all like, Oh my, you know, was a kind of, of, of focus and, 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 and Nicole was the same. Mm -hmm. Nicole would never argue, would never question, but just play the game. Don't block, just, you know, find solutions. You're blocking, okay, I will go around you, you know, and, and you send me, okay, and I will go, and I will go, and I will go. That was, that was, you know, so for me, I'm sorry, but no, Nicole David, definitely. Yeah, uh yeah, I agree with you uh, there. I had the opportunity to spend a little bit of time with, with Nicole when uh, during the Asian Games when they were in Seoul, or well, in Busan, Korea, and she couldn't have been nicer. She couldn't have been more professional. She didn't win the gold that 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 event actually, but uh, she was absolutely uh, out of this world, uh, incredible person, player, and uh, I think it's unfortunate. You know, I guess people who follow the game now don't didn't have the opportunity to see her play uh, there wasn't the uh, squash tv uh, to the extent that it that it exists now where everybody can can well see. you've got you know you've got people like uh, Jamie Maddox who are keeping Kamal Zaman alive in everybody's yeah. brain you know um yeah. and i think that you know maybe we need to do that the same thing for Nicole David yeah you know yeah. um or you know or Andrew Ramiashur or you know people like that say guys yeah it's very good what you're doing at the moment but you know, <laughs> 
you had people before as well who were doing pretty well, you know. And there's absolutely nothing against, you know, uh, Noel Sherbini. Please, I love her, you know, she, again, you know, since she's like five or six, you know, mm-hmm. we, 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 Steve has been taking pictures of her since she's, you know, honestly, we absolutely love and the family and, you know, but there's a different aura that was coming from Nicole David for me. Once again, that is my opinion, you know, and no critique about anybody else. And you're, uh, the way you described uh, Jahangir Khan, I mean, for me as well, he, he's the greatest of all time. And I'll, I'll tell you that just the other day, a, a video of Jahangir playing Chris Dittmar, and I'm not sure what event it was, but it was only, it was one game. It was towards the end of the game and it was a 14 minute uh, period of the match, which only took up two points. And there were a couple of lets. But during that period where there were set like three, four, or five lets, never on one of those occasions did Jahangir or Chris uh, look back at the referee. They just got on with it, to speak to what you were saying uh, about the greatness uh, of Nicole in that regard. You you can look at every, any match of, of Jangir or you can look at any match of Nicole and any report that has been done. You will never read the words he was blocking or she was blocking mm-hmm. or he was taking a double bounce, she was taking a double bounce. You will never have that. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Or well, she was, you know, arguing with the referee. No, ever. This is the role model we need, you know, for the for, for the young players coming up, in my opinion. You know, this is what, you know, the James Wilstrops, you know, mm. you know, this for me is, is, is very, very crucial. You know, the day, you know, and it's, I'm, I'm afraid it's going to be very soon because he's 40 this summer. Uh, the day, you know, James Wilstrop retires, you know, it's, it's a whole civilization. That's good, you know, as yeah. you know, I'm the new, you know, Malcolm Wilstrop, you know, mm. what would Malcolm say? You know, we need to keep those, those values alive. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, in Pontefract, uh, he'll, uh, you know, James will keep that, uh, you know, keep that going there. And uh, you've got guys like Patrick Rooney coming out of there, another yeah. young talent. And, and uh, believe me, as long as I'm I'm writing and, and kicking, and I will keep on, you know, defending those values as well, as loudly, as loudly and as annoyingly as I can. <laughs> well, And if you don't like it, tough. Tough luck. Yeah, Get absolutely. used to it. Uh, now, speaking of value, well, speaking of officiating, anyways, I wanted to get your opinion just in terms of uh, the progress uh, of officiating this season. We've had the video review system. We've had a couple of changes there to the number of uh, reviews that you can get. And, you know, Lee Drew has been on the podcast and he's talked a bit about that. And then, and to me, it's all it's all good progress. Uh, so what, what are your thoughts just in terms of where we are with, with, uh, with officiating at this point at the end of the season? Uh, what are your thoughts there, Fran? It's very simple. We need official professional refs. Mm-hmm. That's it. We need professionals. We can't rely anymore on the goodwill of a few people that can take holidays from their job. We need people that we are going to be trained, you know, paid to do an extraordinary difficult job. And they will be highly skilled with, you know, with charts with the players constantly. And and this needs money. And I hope that a little bit of the money that, you know, Alex Goff and his team managed to, uh, to, to bring to the sport is going to go towards that because we desperately need 
professional refs. And that's the only thing I'm going to say about it. Yeah, with with the 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 new injection of funds from the Walter family, I mean that bodes well in, for in so many regards. But uh, yeah, I think that's got to be the priority, doesn't it? Uh, and hopefully, uh, Alex, uh, and I'm sure Alex uh, realizes that uh, we, we need a pool of five, you know, five reps that will go on tournaments and you know and support and train in you know uh, uh, the others and you know and we'll be there day in day out doing only that you know and i know it's not easy because i've lost all my money in squash you know going on tournaments and believe me you don't want to have my bank account you know but we need people to do it and to be able to live out of it you know uh, to be able to 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 to, to get food you know mm-hmm. uh, thanks to to the to their job so we need professional refs trained paid you know and 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 respected well let's see how that plays out uh, for next season fram uh fram uh this has been an absolute pleasure uh, a real honor uh, again to have you on uh second time well again I'm, I'm very surprised you know i would be surprised if anybody has, has come to that point but <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anyways, it, it was a really good chat, and you, uh, you know, you hit, as they say in America, you hit this one out of the ballpark. Uh, appreciate your time, Fran, and uh, thank, you very much. thank you so much for everything that you do for squash because you know you probably don't get enough credit for what you do, and you do so much for the game. Yeah, very kind. Thank That's you. very kind. And don't don't forget to invite Steve. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank. Yeah. One hundred percent. Thank you so much. Bye, bye, Jerry. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, uh, how good was that? Many thanks to Fram for doing this and coming on the pod. Uh, definitely going to make sure to have her on, hopefully, uh, by the uh, at the beginning of the 2023 season. Let me say this uh, about Fram. She's special. Uh, she looks at squash through a very thoughtful, interesting, and insightful uh, and uh, unique lens, and we're so lucky to have her doing what she's been doing for all these years, um, her insight and how well respected and loved by so many of the players really speaks uh, to what she brings to the table uh, in her reporting on the PSA events. I think it was a few events back where I noticed uh, watching Squash TV, I noticed she was sitting in the gallery, two or three players were sitting next to her, she was holding hands uh, with the girls. It might have been Tinny Gillis or one of them, but it just shows you know, how well respected she is and how much love there is uh between many of the players and her and uh you can definitely see that in in uh in her writings and her recaps and and the thought that she puts into everything that she does with regard to uh squash and squash sites so again many thanks to fram and let's do uh let's hopefully we can do that again uh at the beginning of the 2023 uh season and now i'm going to just leave it at that for today Uh, but uh, let me say this hopefully over the next couple of days we'll have another episode that i know uh perhaps many of you have been uh waiting for i definitely know i have but more on that if it comes to fruition everyone have a great weekend talk to you soon enjoy your squash And thanks for listening. Goodbye now.